0: All right, guys, we are here with some really, really dirty, rotten church kids by the name of of Josh (laughs) and Adrian. And that is how we're going to intro this podcast. You can't do that. When you say (laughs) I just did it, dirty. I just did it.
1: Yeah. You can't really do like the hard R, like dirty. I don't know. It makes it kind (laughs) of weird. It makes it kind of (laughs) weird.
2: That's uh, very weird. I feel uncomfortable. I, uh, uh, Siri, log off. <laughs> I, you. I just,
1: I just realized we have kids at the end of the name. So the dirty really leaning into it doesn't really work. Yeah. That
0: I, well. I don't know who chose that name, but
1: I don't know, but they're idiots. <laughs> 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 it was
2: divinely inspired,
0: man. I'm very happy that you guys, uh, have decided to come and, and hang out for the hard way podcast. Emily's here joining us today Hello. too.
3: What's Excited. Up, lady? What's up? Hey, Ems.
0: And um, listen, first of all, the amount of uh, people who have reached out to us from literally all over the place saying that they found us through DRCK is mind-blowing. And so a lot of folks that are going to be listening to this already kind of know you guys very well. And there are a lot of other folks who don't know you so well. So... I want this to be kind of like a introduction type of conversation, but I'm I'm so grateful because who would have thought that what you guys created with this would turn into what it is? I know you guys didn't think that.
1: We we thought the opposite, actually. We thought we were gonna be bored and booed off of the internet <laughs> after like ten episodes. Uh you no, know, yeah, it's it's been wild. It's been really and, well, and, and we, you were the
3: first. Yes,
2: which Danny, is like, and
1: then Emily, you were like the third. So like we owe so and much and to y'all. This is my
3: like, audio didn't even work. That's how <laughs> neat. That's how yeah, neat. Yeah, I, I
2: keep work. saying we need to have Emily back. Just I know just to make up for that. <laughs> it I felt sounded so like we bad. were
1: sound like we were recording you with a calculator. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what was going on? But it was those TI
0: eighty ones can work <laughs> magic. For all all graphing time. calculators are oh crazy. Gosh, do you guys remember? Adrian wasn't there, but. Actually, were you there, Josh? You and I had coffee at Starbucks before, yeah. like, you came yeah. out of your closet.
2: Well, what are you see? <laughs> I know, wait, what? But not uh, a
0: for, but, <laughs> for a but, pastor, you, you don't word things very well. Listen, uh, but
1: but you how, know, sir, six you, weeks after Pride Month, how dare you? But
2: but you <laughs> know, the,
1: it, you're it,
0: appropriating it, the closet, it, it's a different kind of closet. Yeah, that we're talking yeah, about yeah.
2: Here. Uh, I, uh, I, so for the listener, I know Danny from our old church, uh, he, I, I, led worship there and, and he was there as well. So I kind of knew of you because all the pastors that we worked with or worked adjacent hated you and Emily. So I'm like, oh my gosh, if I, if, if I, if I really want to know how things are going, I should probably reach out to all these people that I don't like these pastors I'm working with who they hate. <laughs> like if they don't like Danny, he must be great. Um, so I, yeah, I, uh, I asked you out for that. That 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 coffee talk, dude. Like you just that—that's the the knee jerk reaction for anyone in the church. Exactly. Um, and, and you were gracious enough to oblige me. Um, and yeah, I just kind of picked your brain about stuff. It was very very early on this deconstruction or kind of rethinking this faith that I had been born into. That's the closet um, I was talking about. Everybody. Yeah. To <laughs> clarify, Danny's awful transition. Um, <laughs> no, it, it was just a lot of, and I'm sure. Like, well, of course you and uh, Danny and Emily went through it and Adrian has gone through it as well. And so many of our listeners that we share have gone through it. It's just kind of weird. Um, and Adrian and I say it a lot uh, in, in our podcast episodes. Like we are very lucky to have the Pradas because so many people that go through this don't have you guys. And I feel like for, I mean, I, I feel like you guys went, you were already there and you're like, Hey guys, it's not easy now, but it, it may get easier and it may get way worse, but right. like there's a way out of it. Um, so that, that's what you were for me in that moment, being at Starbucks and I walked back to work. I'm like, yeah, that was a good conversation. Um, but I mean, kind of shortly thereafter, I mean, Adrian kind of took his, his eternal sabbatical. He just like, I'm going to take a break from church. He's like, I'm just taking a break forever.
1: <laughs> I pulled the deadbeat dad going to the gas station and just never came back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm going to get cigarettes. See you guys. What, what, what was it that, uh, started getting you guys to, Question, rethink, reimagine your faith and religious affiliation.
1: I, I think it was a process. Um, the cookie crumbled pretty slowly. I, I know for me, and Josh can speak to it probably very similarly. We came from this sort of very non denominational, for me, very charismatic, then kind of like a mega church model thing. And then we went to like Baptist land and then we became Calvinists. And oh. what I have so, we have run this gamut. So, a lot of folks will interact with our space at DRCK and be like, well, you guys are just like pissed off at mega churches. Mega churches are weird. Come to my church. It's great. But in actuality, it's like we've experienced so many different expressions of kind of the evangelical machine that I feel like we've been able to speak to kind of the thing underneath the thing. Anyway,
0: Right. Um, wait a second. Did you uh, speak in tongues when you were a charismatic? Yeah. Really?
1: Yes. Wow. Well, I'm going to teach you how to speak yeah, Adrian, in tongues. Teach them. Teach them. <laughs> so, what you got to do is you say, I should've bought a Honda, but I bought a Kia. And so you say I that's awesome. You say I should have bought a Honda, but I bought a Kia. And if you
0: really Hey, that was good, bro. Nine I'm, times
2: out of ten, baby.
1: Yeah, it works every time. Wow. You lean really into it. Yeah. So that's a gift for the Heartway listeners. You're welcome. Wow. Uh
2: no, but yeah, and what I tell people it's, is sorry, it's gonna be really suspicious if people start speaking in tongues on Sunday out of our way. <laughs> You're like,
1: imagine. shut up, wait a minute. You said Mitsubishi, motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> Um, oh, gosh, I, I actually I had a We had a conversation with a friend of the show, Brady Harden, and he articulated something really well. He said, becoming a Calvinist from the sort of megachurch evangelical machine is in and of itself a form of deconstruction because you take the thing that was very popular and you turn it on its head and you kind of parse it apart and then you chuck out all the stuff that at the time doesn't line up with your understanding of Scripture, right? And so I was already kind of reforming when I became reformed. And what I think happened is I just kind of continued reforming uh, in, in, a, in a manner of speaking. And so once you start questioning the religion you were handed when you become a Calvinist, then it really wasn't this huge jump for me to go, maybe what I thought about God is even can even go further. Mm. Uh, and so for me, it was definitely more of the question of, it wasn't like, is God real? Is heaven real? Is hell real? At the time, it was just like, are all these things that I am so confident you need to have, say, and do to get into this heaven, is that actually what the price of admission really is? Mm. And that's kind of where it, where it started uh, for me. How about you, Josh?
2: Um, like, w- with a lot of things in my life since I've been friends with Adrian, Adrian's like, I don't know, just ahead of the curve on a lot of stuff. He, he, just, he just thinks differently. And uh, so when Adrian started bringing these things like, hey, we should probably like – he didn't say we. I've been reading Rob Bell. I'm like, oh, that's – you're probably going to go to hell now. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so Adrian started having all these conversations, and like he's – like we've been friends for a long time, so I'm not going to shut him down. So I was listening to him, and I'm just kind of letting it like fall over me and just say, hey, okay, that's cool. That I mean, yeah, I, I don't – does hell exist? I don't know. But I still have to set up all these chairs for church. So I don't know if hell really impacts my job right now. Um, but yeah, mine, mine was more like, looking back now, there were so many things that I was already deconstructing. Like hindsight being twenty twenty, like my body was telling me things, mm-hmm. the way it reacted to certain things, the way I started thinking, and the things that I was like attracted to, or with or the things that made me feel, air quotes, God- was already on the deconstruction side. Like the music I listened to, all these artists were already kind of messing with that stuff. Um, I just didn't really put two and two together. Mm. Um, but my thing came when I realized like my, my wife, Steph is like, Hey, uh, at, at this time, well, we don't have any more kids now, but we had our, our two kids. And so it was just us four: me, Steph, Noah and Emma. And she's like, we've never been to church together as a family, um, as a family of four. We've never walked in the doors together. You're always here early. And then you leave later than us. And I realized like, man, like that, that really put the brakes on and, and and forced me to see that what since I was like 13 or 14 years old I've been doing church like every Saturday Sunday Wednesday Thursday like everything forever yeah at Adonis- nauseum like just over and over um, and I'm like I this is ridiculous I'm like 31 and what 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 was what have I been doing every single weekend I've been ignoring my family um, and, and so for me it was like a physical need to stop. Mm-hmm. because I, 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 it was very real burnout. I couldn't go on. And then after I was able to stop, I was able to start having these other questions about stuff. I read What is the Bible by Rob Bell, got into Richard Rohr, got into Kent Dobson, all these books and all these podcasts, which you kind of do, I mean, at least for me, when mm-hmm. I get into anything, I'm like, mm-hmm. I need to consume all the things to learn all about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, nowadays, it's less. Uh, I read less books, I listen to less podcasts and kind of just figuring it out for myself. But uh,
0: mm-hmm.
2: yeah, it was very much like, I, I, I need to stop. And then, and so Adrian and I mentioned this on, on a podcast where there, there's so many people or so many churches like, Hey, join our church group or become a family, sign this contract or whatever. There's a bunch of different ways churches do it, mm-hmm. but there's no ex churches don't have an exit plan. Mm-hmm. Like there's no graceful way for you to leave a church if you want to leave. Right. Mm-hmm. So when Adrian left, uh, like <laughs> when Adrian and I both left, we were told we couldn't tell anyone because X, Y, Z reason for whatever reason. Wow. And, and we left, we left our church with a pastor from another church that we like went through the trenches with at the previous church. And he got done so dirty leaving there. And so looking back, Adrian and I were talking after the fact, like, man, he got done so dirty at the previous church. Why did he do it to us? Mm -hmm. Um, And, 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 and and because that we weren't allowed to kind of have our, say our piece or just have a final service, whatever, like church people do what unfortunately church people are pretty good at and just talk behind our backs and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. that comes around. Uh, and it's really unfortunate because there was a community that we literally helped build from the ground up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when, when we were told like, you can't say anything and then everyone's talking behind your back. I'm like, and eh, it's a good thing I left. It's a very good thing I left. Cause I don't want to be a part of that culture anymore. Yeah. Um, so it was a lot of stuff. It's very nuanced. That's kind of like the, the, the high flyover. Can oh, yeah. I just say something real quick, yeah. Josh? I
1: just realized something that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Is that for me, my biggest, one of my the things that was holding me back for the longest time is that I'm such a classic overthinker and I'm a constant worrier and I, I overthink everything. And it's very interesting that my my deconstruction came by way of like a cognitive unraveling of mm. all those things. And mm. for you, Josh, you've always told me like your biggest thing was like not feeling embodied mm. and like your deconstruction came from your exhaustion like your body yeah. telling you it needed mm. to, to stop and then the cognitive stuff and the emotional and spiritual stuff that eventually came the same way my embodiment kind of came after uh, but it's very interesting how like sometimes uh, it falls apart in the way it needs to fall apart
2: yeah and and i think it's just like <laughs> after you realize you've done it for so long is it, there's like this shame <laughs> like yeah. well, i gave you my best ears <laughs> like i wrote all these songs for you and like <laughs> I did all these camps for you. What have I got to show for it? <laughs> nothing. So many lousy journal entries. <laughs> yeah,
0: dude.
2: So much shame for nothing. Aww. But uh, oh my
0: gosh. Yeah,
2: that's the long and short of it. Um, but yeah, I, like you said, Adrian, yeah, it, it, it fell apart the way it needed to. That's very poetic and beautiful. Thank
0: yep, you. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And one little story that just came to me, I, I got to tell the people, Josh. I mean, it, it was a beautiful thing to see for a little while. Partway be kind of like a safe space for you oh, and yeah. your family to come yeah. all together, right? You come at the same yeah. time, you leave at the same time. And well, one of those Sundays when you were leaving at the same time, your boy Noah... Oh God.
1: <laughs> yeah!
0: Your boy Noah goes out to the front... Of it was our, like Easter, uh, dude. Yeah, it was, it was
3: one it of those was, weekends. It was a, it so was a like big weekend. A weekend. I'm there
0: like outside the lobby area. There's this beautiful yeah. patch of grass at Heartway uh, right near the, the lobby area. And I'm saying bye. I'm hugging people. We're taking photos, doing all the jazz. Next thing you know, I see Josh's son, Noah, with his pants down, yep. peeing. And I see this huge fountain. <laughs> he did good work (laughs) yeah
2: he did good work that was hilarious yeah um to speak to the first part of your story uh, um yeah very uh like like, speaking candidly i did not want to go to church um afterwards because for whatever amount of years i was there and you're processing all this stuff and you're like i don't even know if i believe it and and i don't want my body to occupy a space that i don't like Mm-hmm. I can't wrap my mind around, right? So when we tried out Heartway, like Steph's like we should try to go to church and get some uh have something for the kids to do, have something to do Sunday morning, let's check out Heartway. And you guys definitely were that. It was I mean, I knew you and I knew the conversations you had uh with me. Um I, I listened to your podcast and 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 Adrian visited Heartway a couple of times and a couple of our friends did. Um but it was just so refreshing to be Oh God, a church word, like in a community of people where, I mean, anybody can walk in and everyone's accepted. Mm-hmm. Um, my kids loved it. Uh, it, it, was, it was vital for Steph when she was going through her mental health stuff. Um, just the the topics you spoke on and having like an Episcopal priest come in and Imam come in. Um, and also, I don't think I told you this, Danny, but when that when that shooting happened in New Zealand at the mosque in New Zealand, mm-hmm. and, and you invited people from Heartway to go out to that mosque in mm-hmm. plant, Coral Springs, whatever mm-hmm, it is. Mm-hmm, Miami Gardens. yeah. Yeah. So when I went out there and I saw you, I saw like priests, I saw rabbis, I saw other imams and people coming reading poems and all stuff and like I don't know if I believe in heaven or hell, but if I do, that's what heaven looks like. Is that mm-hmm. there's a, there's a, there's a gathering of people all there either mourning together or celebrating together and that to me was like the final nail in my old church life coffin to be like I don't want to do that anymore.
0: Mm.
2: It, if i can somehow be involved in this or somehow cultivate this or bring people together in this way yeah to just to uh to participate in a shared experience uh, and then the thing is there was there was no worship there like at a church there'd have to be like worship at the beginning and blah, blah, blah. and altar call yeah yeah <laughs> it was it was it was just there to be it, like people were there to be with people that's yeah, it. Yeah. And to share their experiences. That to me was huge, man. Like I, I asked my boss to get out of work early. She's like, why? I'm like, I'm going to a mosque. Do you need to know more? <laughs> <laughs>
0: like, Cause I, I gotta go right now. I gotta um,
2: go. But uh, yeah, that was, that was, that was really pivotal. That's in just awesome, my man. understanding of wow. like what it looks like on the other side of everything. So, wow.
1: yeah, I think heartway was really important to me too. I, it, there's something really nice after, Dedicating so much of your time and energy to a church, like every weekend for decades, to show up to some place with zero expectation, mm. and I think I defaulted to being like very wary and very standoffish. Like, I swear to God, if someone asks me to pick up a guitar, <laughs> I will curb stop myself. Like, I would, I would just, I was just very tentative, you know. And, and yeah. what was nice was being able to show up in a space where it's like I actually it just felt like wide open. It's hard to explain mm-hmm. uh, other than just feeling like there is enough room for me to be here. And I'm not expected to be anything other than exactly what I am in I this moment. That. Um, and I, I, I don't know if you remember Prada, but like your, your podcast recordings and all the things that a lot of your sermon points were so important to me. I look back at like my Instagram stories and I look at Instagram. as almost like a yearbook of sorts where you're like, I don't That's know why cool. I wore that shirt, but sure. <laughs> and, I, you can actually, if you go back far enough, you can actually see the years of me deconstructing and the things wow. that I was posting because of just the nature of what I was saying. And it was so wild to go, holy shit, I know what was happening there. Mm. Um, and in that, there's like photos of, of you and, and Emily both just cool. like peppered throughout because you guys are really important to that piece. And I think mm. so much of going into what DRCK, kind of like the secret sauce, if there is a, such a thing of what DRCK was. I think we wanted to make something that we felt like we could bring all of ourselves religious or not because we're more than our religion and we're more than our belief, you know? Um, And so I think kind of like in that one of the ingredients in that crock pot is, is what you guys have done over. So we're appreciative for you. Mm.
0: Love to hear it. Love you guys. That's amazing. Amazing. I'd love to see how all of this is unfolding, you know?
3: Yeah. We're grateful to be part of your journey. You guys are as much part of our journey too. So tell us more about DRCK, like how that, oh what was that moment when you guys were like, <laughs> we're starting this? Joshy. And like, maybe tell, explain to the people who don't know what DRCK mm-hmm. is. I mean, I'm sure most people sure. do, but like, yeah, tell us all of that.
2: So DRCK is Dirty Rotten Church Kids. It is an Instagram handle. It is a podcast. It is a Patreon. It is a Discord. It is admittedly it's an too empire, many day, day. things, dude. <laughs> it is too many things. It is DRCK for twenty twenty four president. Let's go. Yeah. First co presidents. To our haters,
1: it's uh to our haters it's another church. So yeah yeah, a church. Dirty
0: Rotten Church Church. Oh my yeah. God. Do you
3: guys get that? That people would say that? Oh. It's like,
0: Yeah. Wait, and wait, wait, I, want, I want to get to the haters later. Yes, I know. I day. definitely okay. yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's like, going to be a whole segment <laughs> of yes, this.
3: Yes.
2: The, the, the thing that I hate most is money. So if my haters just want to hate on me hard, you can tithe <laughs> to com. Yeah. I don't like money hate, <laughs> at all. I hate money. I hate alcohol and yeah. coffee. Coffee. Yeah. I don't like any of that stuff. So Dirty Rotten Church Kids, <laughs> DRCK. Funnily enough, uh, Adrian and I invited like a group of our guy friends just to go to Smoke on the Water um, in Weston just to talk about stuff. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't think any of those friends we invited are our friends anymore. Wow. Uh, that's funny <laughs> to think about. Because <laughs> I mean, of that tried. meeting. Fuck yeah. y'all. Yeah. Oh uh, so uh, for some reason or another, everyone had to cancel. And Adrian and I were still available. And so we we were going to hang out. Um, and so I got to the Smoke on the Water, the cigar bar. Adrian got there. And we're just sitting there talking, whatever. And I go, Adrian, I had this really weird thought. Like I have all this like old audio equipment from our old church and like you and I talk about spirituality, but also like bullshit a lot, just about stuff. Um, and it'd be interesting if we recorded it. Like we had this equipment, why not? Let's just try it and see what happens. And Adrian's like, yeah, I was thinking the same thing today too. Like they'd be fun to start a podcast, just have something creative to do. Um, and, and then, it's so funny to think back, like we planned out like all the episodes, like 10 episodes, we planned out 10 episodes and 10 topics and then 10 people we wanted to talk to. Cause our thing was like, Hey, we're, we're going to swing for the fences. We're going to hit him with 10 and then stop. Um, I think also very early on, we were very aware of the burnout possible by just doing something ad nauseum forever. Right. And so we already put ourselves in boundaries, which was really good. Um, also we only, and still do only release once every other week. Because we wanted to give ourselves time to get used to it, and now we found that our episodes are so stupid long <laughs> that, a, a, and every other week gives people time to listen to it and also
0: makes the schedule easier for us. That's the other amazing part to me about this. I'm like, you guys talk for so long. bro. <laughs> yeah, we do. Like, and, pe- and so and, many people. Yeah, love and you're asking this.
2: us. And you're asking us to do it again on our off <laughs> <Yeah>. day. <laughs> well, thank, thank you so I, much. like my Sabbath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <Thanks>.
0: Sorry, guys. <laughs> uh,
2: no, so. So we decided to do it and, and we made it a point to not tell anyone, uh, we didn't want any, any pity listens. We don't want our parents to go, Oh, it's great. Cause you're my son, uh, which my dad, <laughs> no my, my, pity dad has, listens. my dad has not said that. He said the exact opposite. Uh, <laughs> I hate it. And you're not my son. Yes, both, both of them. Thank you. Thank you for saying it for me. Um, and so we kind of let it go. Like We recorded the first episode. It's very, very rough. You can still find it. It's still there. They're all listed. It's super rough. It's just us talking about what DRCK is going to be before COVID even happened. We were so, mm-hmm. so naive. Um, but I'll never forget, like, texting Adrian, like, the episode stats, after our first listen, because because like any anyone who plants a church, you also need an Instagram handle. So we had our Instagram handle, and that just become that just became all the stuff that we were talking about backstage at church. We just put it on there and told everyone, "This is equal p- parts heavy and light. This is going to be funny. This is going to be stupid. This is going to be important." And that that took off, and I I think, and I'm sure Adrian can speak to this like this is like when the evangelical hashtag was like really being used mm-hmm. um and i think a lot of the success that we found in drck was just to like the same thing the the same way that i came to the conclusion that we should start a podcast and so did adrian i think the podcast just was the right place at the right time yeah. you say that adrian
1: yeah it definitely was the right place at the right time we started the podcast in november and then like that March, the whole world shut down Yeah, and no one could go to church anymore. And everyone for the first time is witnessing something that they've given their entire lives to on an itty bitty screen while they're wearing their pajamas. And and, and so it, it, there were so many folks who for the first time were kind of forced to critically take a look at the system that they're brought up in. Mm-hmm. And I think DRCK just kind of happened to be there as a lot of people were having a lot of questions. And obviously like the deconstruction, exvangelical, post-Christian, this space has been around forever. Right. Like we showed up like thinking we were going to be like this sort of like a uh, uh, unique conversation when, when we showed up. We're like, Oh, there's been a, people have been talking here for a long time. But I think it just has moved to such a prominent space uh, that kind of like the Christian sphere is talking about it now. Like when like, it's when, like, so
0: weird, dude, like I I, I never would have imagined the word deconstruction co- come out of the mouths of evangelical conservative it's great. Christians and and I see it all the time like they're writing books and they're talking yep. about this and like trying yep. to tell you how to do it which yep. is weird like how the do best y- thing
2: the best thing is like when your parents tell you hey here are the cookies don't look at them and don't eat them what do you think I'm gonna do I'm gonna go eat them so when you write a book hey don't do deconstruction I've never heard of that word in my life let me look into it don't look into it
0: don't be there come on man what do you think they're gonna do or it's I, like, uh, hey, if you're gonna deconstruct, make sure you deconstruct like this, and make sure that Jesus is still in here. And you know, it's like all these yeah. parameters and guidelines, yeah. and it's like yeah, they have to control the conversation. It's now. it's control, you know. Where you it's, gonna say, Adrian?
1: No, I, I was gonna say, yeah, I, I think like the D I C K thing. It, it started with the feeling of like we don't need this. This is fun, and if it's not fun, we're gonna stop. Like we've told each we told each other like really early on, like. At the end of every like season or every year, we're going to say, hey, did we have fun this year? And will we have more fun next year? And if both of those are yes, we'll keep doing it. And if both of those are no, then we're going to stop. Mm-hmm. Because awesome. we've seen so many things that have happened where friendships just completely deteriorate and the most important people in folks' lives just crumble because this thing becomes yep. something that doesn't need to be that important. And so, you know, th- this is both the most important artistic project of my life and also, this is not that important. It's not that big of a deal.
0: I hope I'm not putting your business on blast, but when we were hanging out the other night, oh Josh gosh. was Josh was telling us about this little agreement you guys are making, like if you ever break up or something, that yeah. it won't just be the Dirty Rotten Church Kid podcast.
1: Oh, no. God forbid.
2: Yeah, I,
0: mean, I was telling the major,
2: like if, if, if you quit or I quit, it'd just be like one of us like, hey, uh, welcome to DRCK.
1: I'm gonna go cry for half an hour.
2: <laughs> yep, here's uh, a song I wrote about missing my best friend. Here, I'm just gonna play. <laughs> that'd
1: be <laughs> I mean, so like, good. It would so be pathetic. so good. I know, but like, it, yeah, and it's one of those things where it's like we didn't think too much about it, and we still don't think about it too, too much. Um, and what that, it, there's almost something about like in the not in like the letting go. Mm-hmm. That's when it like kind of resonates. I think people yeah. people can tell if you need them to buy what you're selling. Mm-hmm. And I don't need anyone to buy what I'm selling because I'm not selling anything, dude. Yep. And, and and I think that's sort of like take it or leave it. We're not for everyone. And even if you listen to us, we're not for everyone all the time. Like we have a very like, and we're idiots. You don't know what we're talking about. None of this matters. <laughs> it's all bullshit. We're all marching to death. Like <laughs> whatever. Um and I think somewhere in that folks felt like I can approach incredibly painful, traumatic harmful things that have exist that have happened to me by approaching it kind of sideways like it's not that big of a deal like it's okay to just that's what i think allowed a lot of folks to hear it and to face it and to deal with it
0: and to heal yeah because a lot of the a lot of that has been happening i mean the there's a lot of the funny memes you guys put up of course which amazing (laughs) you guys don't create those do you some of them all of them. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, yeah. The only thing that we
1: don't create are tweets that other people other post, people, yeah. so we like right, right, grab right, their right, tweets right. and we'll credit them. But any meme you see is all is all.
0: Oh out. my gosh, even more respect. But obviously, okay. like the the memes are hilarious on the internet, but beyond that, like people are are really experiencing transformation as a result of finding like community with you guys yeah. like on the discord and all that stuff. Can you talk a little bit about like maybe one or two stories of people who have, I mean, yeah, I know it's hard to pick there's one or so, two, but there's so many dude, but what's happening there? Like underneath the surface that people yeah. maybe don't see. So
2: one of the criticisms I got from, from my dad when, when he was talking to me about this early, is like, why, why are you guys making fun of all these things? I'm, I'm like, that's a really good question. Why am I? um and what adrian just said about approaching it sideways i didn't know until my dad asked me that question i'm like and i answered my dad and i was very surprised at my own answer I'm like because i can't face this head on mm. because this was everything i was for 30 plus years and i have to laugh at it to get close to it because if i don't i would just cry my way to the to the wow. thing and so and I, I think like adrian said the secret sauce in the beginning that's what it is and that's what allows people to like be really vulnerable and like some dms or emails we'll get are just like Heart wrenching. Um, people that are, are currently uh hired at the church just wanting to get out, but they have no other way to go. They've done church their whole life, they have no career. They ask us how to how did we write a resume? I'm like, oh my god, dude. Um, and then we have like, amazing emails of, of of people like really finding themselves, and then like the podcast being some sort of healing for them that allow them to find themselves even more. They're not even in the U S or international. I'm like, wow, how the hell did it get out there? (laughs) Um, Our podcast ended up, ended up landing the lap of a lot of the South African Hillsong people. Um, and we have a good chunk of people in there that started their own Hillsong, like ex Hillsong people, Facebook group. You guys have a Hillsong
0: recovery group in your thing. (laughs) Well, well, no, they started it themselves. Yeah,
2: and uh, and yeah, and we became really good friends with a couple of them, and they just took off because they were like, we you guys inspired us to kind of speak to our experience. Like, we can't speak to Hillsong at all. That's a behemoth. If you guys want to start your own Facebook group, then I sure that's awesome. (laughs) Um. But I mean, one story, like uh, this happens multiple times uh, and it's just, it's amazing. Um, we have a discord, which for those of you who don't know, if you were ever on AOL Instant Messenger or you have a chat room thing, it's, it's basically that um, we have behind a paywall. So we don't want like any creepers coming in. Um, and people ask us for a community at, at first, like, hey, we want to talk with other people who are into DRCK stuff. And we're like, Facebook group? Nah, not Facebook. So we started this Discord. It has various channels to talk about different subjects. You can go on voice chat. We we live stream movies together and watch them and talk about them. It's fun. Um, But the community that has formed through that uh, is unbelievable. Like they are helping each other pay hospital bills without the person who has the bills like asking for it. Um, People are sending like gifts and and care packages to other people who are going through tough times.
0: Wow.
2: Um, They're doing like in real life meetups, like like a bunch of them Sounds met nice. in Colorado and got a, like a 20 bedroom Airbnb and all just met for the first time. They'd never met in real life. Um, and people so often reach out to us and thank you for this. And thank you. Like, we didn't do that. We did a podcast,
0: right? Awesome.
2: And all we did was give you guys room to feel yourself much like you do at heartway room to, to, to bring all yourself to, or as much as yourself as you want to, um, and you guys did the rest. We have some. We had a girl come on the podcast. or oh, sorry, on the Discord and tag everyone, saying thank you for everything. This Discord has helped me. I'm finally going to pursue. I, I'm gonna. I don't know what it is. Um, but her, her, her Jewish rights. Like she's going to go through the whole process of becoming. Like going through the whole Jewish tradition because mm. that's what she was for a long time, and she pushed that away because she was in evangelicalism. Mm. And she's wow. she's still in the Discord, and her thoughts and beliefs don't line up with everyone's. But everyone is there just to accept each other. Um, so but yeah, cool. it's the the stuff we get is it's equal parts heavy and light, man. Some people, some people have come out to us via email and just to us, wow. and then didn't ask for help, but like, like they're like, I'm going to tell my parents. I just don't know how I'm going to do it. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's and Adrian and I said this. This is what church was supposed to be. Like this is I was where about to say
3: that. I feel like yeah. That is exactly what church is supposed to be, opening up that space for people mm. to just feel safe and like they can fully be themselves, but that also comes from you guys opening you know you guys being your vulnerable true selves, and really that's what everybody wants to yeah embrace and be their true selves, but Christianity a lot of times tells you to be something other than
0: mm-hmm. who you are. and even more than that, sometimes Christianity says there's something fundamentally wrong with yes, who you are that
3: is that is yeah, yeah, that's huge.
0: This
2: is disgusting.
3: Yeah,
0: Adrian, <laughs> it's disgusting. do you have any stories that pop out of like healing or like beautiful things in the community?
1: There's, again, you said it, product, and I'm sure you, you and Emily, you both get this too. But there, there are so many folks who are like, "Hey, I'm never going to know all of the shit that you went through in order to cause you to create the podcast, but I'm so grateful that mm. you went through what you went through." because it makes me feel like I can go through what I went through. It's amazing. And folks tell us just, I'm like getting emotional thinking about some Mm -hmm. of the stuff people have sent us about, they're like, I wish my spouse had heard of you Mm. before, you know, before she passed, because I think that if she had heard you, she would have been more embodied. Um, Yeah. Like people who are like, Hey, like, i don't know why i'm getting emotional right now but no no yeah right.
3: i'm sure you guys have never really even like stopped to like look back at like just your the community you've created
2: so what adrian and i do i i, I don't know who told it to us that maybe it's you danny it was someone smart so it definitely wasn't adrian or herself <laughs> um but uh but someone told us like when you when you get comments or you get like haters or whatever or just some bullshit person reaching out to you it's really easy to absorb that and like, oh, God, we, oh my gosh. And like kind of chew on it. And, and when you get a good compliment or you get a nice email, you get something nice. It's, it's like Teflon. I'm like, Oh cool. There it goes. Mm-hmm. And so Adrian and I make it a point when we get a DM or we get a video message or whatever, like we save these things. Like we get notes written and we save these things. Um, because, because we know where we came from, dude, like wins were never celebrated. It was always on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I, I, I can't, to what your point, Emily, I can't stop to think about it too much because I do get too emotional because like um, I would say we have people as young as like 16 and 17 DMing us. I'm like, dude, you're, I don't even know what generation you are. You're like super younger than me. (laughs) Um, And we have like older moms, like reaching out one. I just remember this one mom reached out to us, not because she listened to our podcast, but because she found out her kid listens to her podcast, our podcast, and wants to know how to better communicate with her kid. Wow. I'm like, that's cool. dude. Just the fact that you asked that you're way better than like almost every parent ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's Real. Awesome. Um, so yeah, it, it, we have like really young, uh, people listening to it and we have people who are like much further on in life and still picking it up. And so,
1: yeah. Folks who are like, I wish I had this when I was, yeah. when I, when I left church like two decades ago or whatever. And so I, I think the biggest, like the most overwhelming thing is people feeling like I, even though I felt entirely alone, like we were all alone together and then you feel like we it wasn't. You feel like I'm, i This wasn't a fad, because I think a lot of the Western evangelical machine, like, is trying to spin the post-Christian deconstruction, whatever you call it, this as just a fad, right. as a oh, like this is just like the my chemical romance stage. And once he's done painting his nails and his swoopy hair, he's gonna you know tuck his shirt in and, and go back to church, kind of a thing. Right. But what's actually happened is like, no, we all just found each other. For the first time in decades, mm-hmm. we just found each other. And and we all just happen to have language now that yeah. is bringing us together. And a lot of the conversation from people who don't like what we do, they go, you know, you deconstruct, but that's just a process like you have to reconstruct. And it's like, I guess if you want to do that, you can. But because there's their whole thing is like, oh, you guys are all, your whole ent- identity is about what you're against. It's not what you're for. Mm-hmm. But it's like that's actually a very uh, reductive way of looking at this. Mm-hmm. Because by returning back to ourselves and finding each other and like the common humanity that ties us all together, that's a hell of a something to mm-hmm. find. Mm-hmm.
2: You know? And I think they say I just had the light bulb moment. If you didn't notice, my eyes light up. <laughs> um, yeah. They and I've gotten that also a lot. Is you're only, uh, you only, only thing you talk about is what you're against. I'm like, you only hear that because you're against what I'm for. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, you're mm-hmm. against uh, being a- a- affirming. You're against the Black Lives Matter movement. You're against seeing the church telling you repeatedly, like Danny said, like you said, Danny, that you're fundamentally broken. I'm against that, but you're for it. So we sit on opposite sides. So, of course, we're not going to agree, which is completely fine. Um, but, uh, and we mentioned this in our last episode, that there is there is this kind of danger in even interacting in those conversations because like like we we mentioned and we said a lot on our podcast, like we went through a lot. And so when we're t- talking about our story, it's not like we're regurgitating apologetics points that we've studied via a Mark Driscoll seven book series. Like this is our <laughs> life. This is our life. It's not something we're reading out of a book. Right. But when when a pastor preaches on deconstruction or someone approaches us with these, The suitcase full of points. They're not emotionally invested, Mm -hmm. and so even to that point, Adrian and I are are like very wary of even like entertaining these conversations because I'm like, I don't think you're emotionally invested in what you're saying. I am. This is my life. Yeah. That this is your argument. That's not the same. Um, But yeah, you're only you're you only talk about what you're against. Yeah, because our our uh, our interests completely differ. Right. I see people as people, and you see them as means to an end. So
3: so so tell us about the haters and like what the other end of all the amazing stuff that you guys deal with, like all of the negativity, like people hating on you guys. What is that like? What comes your way? I'm super interested. <laughs> I,
1: I love it. I, I, it's, the, I, it's so much fun. I can speak to like the social media side of it. Honestly, if I'm honest, y'all, we don't get near as much shit as a lot of our other friends do. If you ask like our, our friend, Joe Lumen, yeah, who is a woman of color, Exactly. Who is, uh, occupies the evangelical space. If you ask our friend Kevin Garcia,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, who is a queer Christian,
0: mm-hmm. if
1: you ask, you know, Brenda Marie Davies, her uh, podcast is called God is Gray or Jamie Lee Finch. Like if you ask all of our friends in all these spaces, like they get so much more heat than we do. And it's because we're like two cishet dudes who are also like, like we, we don't, We've heard it. There's nothing any person can say, uh, argue, uh, throw at us apologetically or otherwise that I have not thought, felt, and said to myself throughout the course of my own deconstruction. Mm -hmm. No one can go, oh, you know, you're just... I mean, I can rattle off all the things. Oh, you're just hearing what you want to hear, or oh, you're just throwing the baby out with the bathwater. It's like right. oh, you've just decided that you wanted to follow the woke progressive culture. Oh, mm-hmm. you just thought you couldn't you couldn't hack it as a church planter, so instead you're just trying to pursue social anything you say. I have fucking said to myself, <laughs> y'all. so like it's it's not a surprise. And so I think by doing it's like I there isn't people like have have kind of stopped like messing with us to a degree because yeah. it's like. What's the point, dude? I'm just gonna laugh at you in your face. I'm not gonna give you what you want. I'm just gonna laugh at you because I've said this.
0: There was somebody we we uh, have as an option for people who want to like donate to Heartway or whatever Mm -hmm. to give via Cash App, and when you give via Cash App, you're able to write like a little note underneath like your donation or whatever. And so I get this email the other day that somebody donated to to Heartway, and then it said. Please don't become fake woke. <laughs> uh, I was like, all right. They
1: gave you the money, though?
0: Yeah, wow. they did. You know? <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Interesting. Great. I was
1: like, all I'm right. I'm going to take this and buy myself some woke lunch. <laughs> 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 but, yeah, we, we like, we do get, like, I think my favorite thing is getting, like, Theobros, like, theologic hops, like Yeah. The, theobrogens, like, dudes who have, like. Like dudes who have like husband, pastor, father, and like a cross emoji in yes. their bio. Like yes. th- you are an archetype, my man. You are a stereotype. <laughs> like, I know you, I've been know, you, I've been. and there's a million of you. Um, <laughs> and so we'll get a lot of stuff like that, but it, it is again, it's just it's paper thin. Yeah. yeah. Because everything you say, I've heard and I've said. So because I think we've we've swam in that water for so long.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The haters aren't really. Just kind of they, get used are, to it. it. You kind of get used to it. And the ones that a lot of feel like it's just not worth it because we're not, you know, they know it's not really worth their time, which I'm like, great, good, because it's not worth your time. So please shut <laughs> up. Josh, what do you think?
2: I mean, like exactly what you said. Uh, I've had all these conversations. I've used all these points against other people. You You can't tell me anything new. You know, and if you do, I'll be shocked, and I'll visit your church because I, I haven't seen anything <laughs> new in a long time. Um, but the, like uh, uh, the, the ones I've gotten most recently, or I've, I've heard, are people like asking my family members about the podcast and why Josh is doing it, and a lot of those people wow. still have my phone number. Um, mm-hmm. so uh, call you can call me and we can talk about it. Um, but it's it's more of the same. It just. And, and I really can't fault him because I, I have, like, very vivid memories of sort of doing the same thing when someone would leave the church and I didn't know. I'd kind of just ask around, like, mm-hmm. why did he go? What happened? He went to college and then he, whatever, he left the church. Um, so, I mean, I don't think very many people who go to church are malicious or have bad intentions. they're They're just in a pattern. And they just do what the person before them did. And the pastor well, just teaches like yes. his dad did. And so many of them don't even
3: don't know any better. That's like all exactly. they know. And that's what we've kind of come mm-hmm. to realize. It's mm-hmm. like a lot of times <sighs> these people who are like hating on you, it's only a reflection of themselves, one. Yes. And then number two, because you know, you guys know, I've dealt with judgment forever from being
0: uh, in oh, the Christian Emily, world. Oh, Emily, dude. <laughs> Me three.
2: <laughs> yeah, just the things going back to, this is perfect. The haters going back to the staff minis would sit in like, like, like we're getting everything ready to sit down. Like, did you guys like? This is the other pastor talking. Did you guys hear what Danny Prada said this week? <laughs> like, like, dude, what? This is our church. What are you talking about, Danny Prada for? Get a life. Like, <laughs> is, did, did you see? Did you see what his what his wife posted on Instagram? Like, wait, we're following their Instagrams now. Do I have to the like No, all they don't follow Instagrams. No, is this didn't. a thing. <laughs> That's hilarious. Like, I we had, get it. I, they both have
1: twelve packs. We get it. I
0: like, had a pastor from from the area who in like two thousand sixteen took me to coffee it's always a, a nice little starbucks coffee meeting <laughs> yeah dude yeah and uh and the whole purpose of the meeting was to tell me about emily's attire and how she dresses and the clothes she wears and how you know it's not really appropriate i'm like dude. the best thing the best thing for that would for, would be for like emily to be waiting in the starbucks bathroom
2: for like 10-15 minutes <laughs> I for you imagine. guys to get into the conversation and then then <laughs> danny you shoot her a text and you just come behind him. <laughs> emily you just you choke imagine? him out oh or something just fucking choke the guy out you get this or, on the table and pass it out and start but you leave him there it's happen. Or, or you're like
1: i am also wearing a one-piece song. Like, like, like you're wearing you the exact same I, outfit
0: i could actually see myself doing that You totally oh my God. and enjoying it
1: <laughs> name the time and place buddy boy i'll be there oh man, no but, but
0: awesome.
2: it's 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 a lot of just the same church stuff. It's like uh, the people that, I have re- that have reached out to me, it's like, so why are you doing it? I'm like, they listen to an episode, dude. Like, it, they're two hours. Just pick any part and just listen to it. Right. Um, and and, and be- some people actually, oddly enough, have reached out. And I was very weary of meeting with them, but I'd spoken with them on the phone. And like, we've actually met up and they actually have questions. Wow. Like, yeah, I'll talk about That's this awesome. all day. If you can like respect my story and respect my boundaries, then we can talk as much as you want. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my favorite are just when people come in uh, like comment on our posts, and we don't have to do, <laughs> we don't have to do anything. Someone like like someone uh, that follows drck will see the comment, <laughs> and I'm, I'm like I almost feel bad for the person who comments like, dude, you have no idea what you just did. Everyone's <laughs> just going to tear you apart because no one gives a shit. This is not. Yeah. Serious at all, and our followers just like tear them apart. We like, roll pretty. Told you deep. not to come in here, dude. Told you not to come in here. Yeah, the bad apples—they roll, roll pretty deep.
1: Yeah, and it's like we've had folks who've been like, "Oh, boohoo, you got hurt by the church. Now you got to like bitch and moan about it." <laughs> and it's like I can't even. There's no point engaging with you. So yeah. you know, it's just you just kind of laugh at them.
0: Yeah, it's it's it. it's tough too. Like I remember myself for a while, for several years, like. I was rethinking Christianity and I also wanted to like still really be a Christian, just mm. one that wasn't like, you know, a jerk and exclusivist and homophobic and racist and nationalistic and tribalistic and so on and so forth. Like, mm-hmm. and I tried so hard to be long. Mm-hmm. And, like, I did my little reconstruction of what Christianity is, redefining the words and giving new meanings and, you know, shaping the theology in a more broad, expansive way. And I tried to do that and tried to use this language so that I can be accepted by these people. And I still got rejected. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so at that point now, I'm just like, well, oh, I remember
3: your Facebook used to blow up your oh Twitter and your Facebook. I, I was, I would get so angry because I'm so protective <laughs> and I would be like, let me write them back. Let me write them back right now. And Danny would be like, no, he would not let me like I, I, would, I was ready to let these people have it. And I'm like, how can you especially because I know Danny and he like means, mm. well, this guy worked at a homeless shelter. He would get out of his car and there was human shit that he would step mm. on literally like. That was his job. He would deal with people who were about to kill themselves. He would see people mm. like homeless. He would help them. You know, We go out and all the homeless people know him. Like we're <laughs> in Fort Lauderdale. They're like, Danny, Pastor Danny, what's up? You know, and for me, like I live with this guy. I know he's genuinely like a good person. Anytime there's a homeless person asking for money, he fi- I don't even know how you have money, but you always find money somewhere and you give it to. Get them. that? Pa- Got that hater
2: pastor money, dude. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, bro.
3: But so I would get Cash out. so angry, and I would always mm. want to like respond back to these people. And Danny, Danny, he's not even like that. Like he doesn't even like to argue or like fight back with you. And he, he would, he wouldn't let me. Obviously. Oh but my gosh! I wish, man. <laughs> so
2: funny. yeah, it's 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 interesting because what we found so much like through the guests we've had on our podcast and the, and the the language and words they've given or just said to us to help us explain this experience we're going through, deconstruction, whatever. Like one of the things we stumbled upon is this this embodiment, like coming back to yourself, mm-hmm. like listening to your body or finding out what your body sounds like to begin to listen to it. And the church, uh, either explicitly or passively, does a really good job of like dividing you from your body yep. Yep. and telling you it's broken and disgusting. So it's no coincidence that no matter what you do, Danny, pastors won't like you because you're not Danny Prada. You're a target right. and, and, and their congregation aren't people that have individual stories that they'll take time to listen to. They are numbers and there are butts and seats and they are hopefully baptism. So you can tell mm-hmm. the SBC, the Southern Baptist convention, <laughs> we have X amount of baptisms. Um, and, and, and once you realize that, then all like the haters or the arguments, like, dude, you don't even know what you're saying. Like, it's more like, I, I feel bad for you because you're coming from a place of hate and you're coming from a place like, you're projecting mm-hmm. like the way what, like you got hurt by the church and all you, all you bitch and moan about it i'm like did you are you being hurt by the church is like no one brought this up um it, a lot of it is projecting because when your bodies are like in traumatic spaces or, or, or encountering traumatic experiences like it's just lashing out it's trying to do anything it can to let you know that hey this is this is a problem so n- there's
0: no There's no wonder they lash out at Danny and Emily and sometimes DRCK. It's crazy. Um, Like, I went with Emily to California. We went to Joshua Tree for a photo shoot that Emily had. And we weren't allowed to have any people over the Airbnb according to the rules of the Airbnb, right? mm -hmm. And so there happened to have been a dude in California who is starting a community that is uh, very much like Heartway. And those don't really exist. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to do like a podcast recording slash video thing for his crew. And so I invited him over to our Airbnb. And we did a, a, an awesome like recording or whatever out back. Uh, the, the, the back of the Airbnb was just like the mountains and the desert. It was beautiful. Well, like five minutes after we finished this recording and he leaves, we get a call from the owner of the Airbnb And she was pissed. She was not happy. We told you no one is allowed on the property. And we have seen through the cameras in the front that, you know, you guys had someone. What was going on there? I'm going to have to either report you to the Airbnb or charge you a fine. Like, she was, like, railing at me, Mm -hmm. right? And as she's speaking to me like this, I felt, like, the shakiness in my body, Mm. the nervousness in my body, that I would normally feel when I disappoint an authority figure. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And meant like I'm observing this happen. I, there's no, you know, I I can't find any reason for it in my mind. You know, I, I thought I'm, I don't, I'm past this in a sense, but my body has a certain way of responding to situations of conflict and tense situations where you've you've disappointed an authority figure and it was this it was this nervous shaky thing and i i, I remember like in that moment being like whoa that's still there like mm-hmm. crazy crazy and it's that's interesting for you to
2: say because in my opinion like you're much farther on this journey uh than myself for adrian like you were there before us. Um, but that, to me, that just goes to show, like, like th- this is just life. Yeah, and you will continue to learn and continue to grow. The, that mindset of like, oh, there's an end to this. There's mm-hmm. that's like the loyal soldier just mm-hmm. sitting on your shoulder. Mm-hmm. Like, there's you, you, if there is an end, great. If there isn't, great too. Um, but there is no, I don't know. Just the embodiment thing is is so new to me and so interesting because when your body has those reactions, like I'm so used to shutting them down. Like, mm-hmm. nope. I need to do this thing. I need to just get through the day. Like, no,
0: you need to listen. Right. Or even even still, like, for example, when it comes to certain issues like the LGBTQ plus issue, just to use that as an example, right? Like, there was a long period of time where I can look back on my journey and I knew, like, I had the feeling, Mm. right? I had the the feeling that this wasn't right to exclude Mm. and to demean in this way, but I would—I was taught to override yep. those feelings for the sake of the word of God. Yep, yep. You know, and it wasn't until I started to flip the script and actually listen to my experiences and allow those experiences to shape me that things began to change. But a lot of people, they're so disconnected from their feelings and emotions that this is not even possible. It's not even considered. There's something in them that knows there's something off, there's something wrong about this environment that I'm in or the leadership that I'm serving under or this belief that I've been handed, but you know what? I got to just deny that. Yeah. And
1: obey. Yeah. It's crazy. You mentioned something, the, the the feeling like I need to, earlier on you said like you had changed, you, you, were, you were forcing ways to make your, Christianity reconcile with your deconstruction for the sake of approval. And even then you didn't get it. One thing that I've been finding is especially now with this conversation, right? We've seen sermons called exvangelical, which our friend Blake Chastain, our friend Blake Chastain, who is the podcast host of exvangelical, like he invented that hashtag in 2016. And I'm like, Blake, look at your legacy, buddy. (laughs) Look what (laughs) you've done. Like they're preaching about you. Um, There is this need to, uh, put all of the all of ex-evangelicals kind of in a basket mm-hmm. and be like, this is what, like they, you can see a desperate attempt to establish a unifying theology and a unify, like all these ex-evangelicals, they don't believe in hell. All these ex-evangelicals, <laughs> yeah. they don't believe Jesus existed. All these, ex- and it's like, that's not actually how this works, right? right? You can talk to four different people who are post-Christian and get 10 different answers about Mm -hmm. things like the afterlife. And it could, because we we are, we are not a monolith. Right. And so in this attempt to discredit what they do, what folks will do is they will lump you into something because it's like, if I can identify, if I can articulate you somewhere along this gradient of belief, then I can disagree with it and I can prove it wrong. And it is posturing yourself. Like by default, you are posturing yourself against the actual human experience, which is happening. Mm -hmm. It's like we, there isn't, there isn't a, a scripture here, y'all. There isn't a handbook. Mm-hmm. There isn't a deconstruction handbook, mm-hmm. like a, a statement of belief that you have to sign. That's not how any of this works. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the inability to locate is incredibly interesting because it reveals a lack of desire to listen. Yeah. Because if you actually listen and approach folks on a per human basis, which is the way all of life needs to exist, right? Then you wouldn't have to locate them in some sort of like pinpoint. Let me lump you into a box so I can easily dismiss you because you can't dismiss something if you you can't fit it into a box. Um, And so when you said that, that's really what is just so wild that that has become so prominent Mm -hmm. in the conversation.
2: Mm -hmm. What's interesting is you're saying this, Adrian, now I'm thinking of something, this deconstruction stuff, is fairly new in the timeline of like church existence. Right. Mm-hmm. And so when new stuff is, is discovered, what do white people usually want to do? Go in, tell people how things should go and colonize the hell out of it. <laughs> <laughs> All churches are doing. It's just taking over. How do we control this? thing? This? Yes. How do we control it? Yeah. We don't know what it is. It's brand new. We need to tame it. And we need to control it and then we can own it. Um, but the problem is, is that everyone has the internet. Right. And we can talk to people from across the world on a computer right mm-hmm. now if I wanted to.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and it's kind of hard to try to control something yep. when, like, like you said, Adrian, when I can talk to a person face-to-face. It's easy to be against the LGBTQ community. It's hard to be against a person. When you start meeting people in these spaces, it's much harder to say, oh, that the BLM movement is just run by Antifa. Okay, you just said a bunch – you said a lot of acronyms. I don't think you understand any of them, okay? (laughs) But it's hard to then then look at someone who has been pulled over by a cop, who has been harassed by police, who has been uh, physically assaulted in college because of their sexuality, like – like you can't look at people and dismiss people. You can look at ideas and dismiss ideas. But mm. if you can look at people and dismiss people, you have bigger issues than church yeah. stuff. You have like <laughs> no heart and you should be locked up immediately. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's like a lot of things. It's so much easier to see it when the outside looking in, right? Um, but and, and, and there's a part of me that just has to remember that I used to be that person that was still in. Mm-hmm. And so I used to have these... I, like Adrian said we used to be reformed super calvinist and like be really staunch on everything. Mm-hmm. Um and so there is some to borrow a church Jesus word there is some grace to give these people like dude go rage over here. When you're ready to come right. talk to me if you ever are I'll be here but I don't need your your bullshit. Like go over there spout your q and on stuff. <laughs> go away please. Go on Facebook and talk to your weird uncle. Uh I don't want to I don't want to hear it. Um so yeah. That's that's a lot of
0: stuff. Oh man. Yeah. I brought this up uh the other night we were hanging Josh but i want to bring it up again sure. about just i mean i want to just see how you guys feel about this cuz i've watched like a series of documentaries oh god over the last you know <laughs> several years about like cults and stuff and and like scientology stuff jehovah witness stuff and after i watched some of these shows I think to myself, my experiences were not too far off from this Mm -hmm. within Mm -hmm. the fundamentalist evangelical segment of Christianity. Is that just me, or did did you also get inklings like that? Because, for example, I was a part of a community once where it was the same thing. If somebody left, excommunicate it. In fact... I would get in trouble when I was on a church staff. I would get in trouble if I put a picture with an ex church staff who left. That would be mm-hmm. a problem. That would be, I would get called into the office and have a talk. Yeah. That sounds a little kind of culty. There are some things that are a little off. Y-
1: yeah. W- yes. We watched that. Yeah. Yes. Great. All right. And yeah. No, you're 100%. <laughs> You're 100% right. Like, I watched a documentary called The Vow about the Nexium. Cult, Nexium. Yes, we
0: talked and, about
1: that. And I think the, the thing that was the most interesting to me was anytime a person within the organization had questions, mm. the people above them would go, Can I just be real with you? Can I just kind of be honest with you? and then they would shit on them danny Ugh. they would shit on them emily like they would use can i just be real with you you're proud you're arrogant you're de-. and it's and it's almost like the wrapped around with like in like this fluffy blanket of honesty i am mm-hmm. going to beat you down emotionally and psychologically so that you get back the fucking line mm-hmm. and there is so much of that in kind of uh, the evangelical space where if you have questions it's like, well, I'm going to speak the truth in love with you right now, brother. It sounds like, <laughs> yes. you know, and then they, then they will essentially gaslight you into feeling like you are actually the problem, that the way you feel is actually the issue. And the things you think are wrong is actually more of you. It's, it's like, it sounds to me like you have some unconfessed sin in your life, mm, Danny. Mm-hmm. It sounds to me, Emily, like you're kind of like, there's an idol in your heart that you <laughs> placed above Jesus. And so by doing that, you're like. Oh my god! Maybe you're right. Maybe I'm the problem. And if you have an entire organization of people who think they're the problem, then you can say and do whatever you want to them.
2: Yeah, yeah. That Nexium one was trippy because they re- re- reminded me a lot of youth group. Is that come in, make friends, community network, and like you really get involved? Then when people are start like doing like like okay, so uh, Lollapalooza and Rolling Loud, those two music festivals just happened. I watched mm-hmm. a really good documentary on Woodstock '99. Um, and someone said in the documentary, when you're in that many people, like a, a wave of people, you really can't control where your body wants to go. You just kind of go with the group. Right. And like to what Adrian said is that if you, if you are, if you have a whole church full of people who all think they're broken and they're the problem, then the group is just going to go wherever the leader tells them to go. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so with Nexium is very much that you're all broken. We're, we're going to physically brand you um we will do these weird things and it's also sort of like that 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 metaphor like you can't uh, is it a frog? Why would it I don't know. I'm going to go with the metaphor. Um but like you can't you can't throw a frog into boiling water. What you do is you put a frog in the cold water and slowly boil it. I think it's the same thing. You don't tell people at the get, "Hey, um you're horrible and if you don't get better doing XYZ, you're going to burn in hell for literally ever." forever 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 ever (laughs) ever (laughs) ever
1: ever (laughs) yeah
2: and so you don't start with that you start with like hey come on in we have a pizza night hey bring your kids drop them off and the parents can go do this adult thing or hey we're having this concert or hey we're having this conference it's always like this come in right we're all here for yeah we're all cool shake hands make friends everyone starts to dress the same everyone starts to talk the same and look the same listen to the same music and then you hit them with well sorry to tell you you're great 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 (laughs) great great grandma and grandpa just that we're the worst, and you know what? That makes you even the worst, the worst. And uh the, if you want to get better, uh just do the rest of these things for the rest of your life, and you'll you'll die eventually. Um oh man, it, it, it's creepy how like Scientology, uh Nexium, um, I'm trying to think of other ones, but I mean, like it, it's just so it, we, we get that in the Discord all the time. Someone's like, I watch this. And holy crap, I felt like I was back at my church. Like, yeah, dude.
0: <laughs> yes. I completely understand that. Have you guys seen any of the or listened to this podcast called The Rise and Fall of Mars Hill?
1: People have been sending us yeah, this. I don't know for if weeks. I can. <laughs> I don't know, I'm not ready. People
0: have been telling me about it and I haven't listened to it yet. But you know, I've been reading like some tweets about it, and it's kind of crazy. Like, you know, Mark Driscoll who now on this podcast, um, just so many things are coming out about the the toxicity of the environment of the the church that he led um, for years. It was a huge church, very popular dude, but I would devour that man's books. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. listen to all the sermons. We,
2: we talk about Mark Driscoll yeah. pretty frequently on DRCK. Um, not in the same light we as we used to, right. but now it's just like Daddy Driscoll. He's oh just God. yelling all the time. His... In my mind, every time we bring him up, his chest hair becomes more and more prominent <laughs> out of the shirt. Yeah. Um, he's just slowly turning into a werewolf. So funny, <laughs> like man. Teenage Wolf, but Mark Driscoll. Um, but yeah, it's like, Saint, like looking back, uh, you have Mark Driscoll, you have John Piper, you have Francis Chan, um, you have... A, a, oh, man. What's the guy who's all about being poor? David all the time? Platt. David Platt. David Platt, um, that's right. Matt Chandler, all these people that I we Jay used pipes. to like yeah we used to take notes on and stuff and just yeah. like really devour their stuff and then i'm like well i don't think i agree with anything and i think what you guys are saying is super hurtful uh There's and that. uh we hope to have them on our podcast one day.
0: yeah yeah <laughs> hey that would be awesome all of them on Adrian, adrian's like no, oh please,
2: no please no please god
0: just re-traumatize everybody in the community <laughs> I'm yeah i'm shoot. swinging for the fences on that one. <laughs> oh man all right, guys. Well, listen, this has been awesome. We love you both. And uh, for everybody listening, if you want some more Dirty Rotten Church Kids, go ahead and listen to their three-hour episodes. This is a pretty long one, an hour and six minutes right now. So in in the spirit of DRCK, we did this. <laughs> if you have chores, I
2: mean,
0: if you have a long drive to move yeah, someone somewhere, yep, you're perfect, flying somewhere.
2: Perfect. Our, po- our podcasts are, are for that stuff. So
1: Totally. If you like have a job that like requires you to just sit, bored for long stretches of time. We're great. If you're a lifeguard, you're welcome.
2: <laughs> lifeguard. You're we're free to for kids you.
0: drown. Like, no, I got to finish this episode. Drown. <laughs> oh, okay. Hold, on, hold, on, hold <laughs> up. Hold, <laughs> up, hold <laughs> up. All right, guys. Awesome. Love you. We love appreciate you it. Thanks Thank so much. You. We appreciate
1: you guys. Yeah.